IDF spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus uh, joins us now from Tel Aviv. Uh, Colonel, thanks very much. I want to ask you about uh, what's taking place uh, right now with the Al-Shifa Hospital. What can you tell us about what, what's being done to make sure uh, some of these innocent civilians can get out of there, the babies that have been talked about and so on? What, what is going on there with this hospital? What can you share? Hi, Jim. Thank you for having me. We are on day 36 of the war and 239 Israeli hostages are still being held in Gaza. Regarding the hospital, we are in contact with local authorities in Gaza, with the manager and others, and assisting them and informing them where they can go in order to evacuate from the area. And we are also trying to coordinate the safe removal and transport of the remaining patients that are still inside the hospital. I want to emphasize we are, haven't struck the hospital and we are not um, surrounding it or applying any pressure on it. We have troops in the vicinity, but we have not been engaging with the hospital or any parts of it. And so I guess maybe you can help us clear this up. Why is it that the health ministry there claims that the hospital is completely surrounded? Um, we, we've also heard from uh, a spokesperson from the Israeli military, I guess one of your counterparts, that a wing of that hospital is still open for people to safely evacuate. Help us sort that out. What's going on? Yeah, indeed. And that is what we've told the Palestinians as well, that the eastern wing is open and that all of the uh, people that are there, the displaced persons that have been seeking shelter, as well as others who are in the compound, can move safely. And we have instructed them even by the names of streets and locations where they should go uh, when we will do the next humanitarian window. As you know, we've been doing that for the last five days uh, in uh, various locations in the Gaza Strip where we've been stopping our fire, calling Palestinians and telling them to evacuate. Uh, the, the main road is uh, Salah Hadin, the main thoroughfare of the Gaza Strip, but then also Al Rashid Street, the coastal road. We've opened that up as well during select hours of the day, daytime uh, hours, which allows Palestinians to move and to go to relative safety in the south, again, under our commitment not to strike civilians and out of a respect for the sanctity of human life, which is much more than what Hamas is doing at this time. And so what can you tell us about these reports that we're seeing about tanks surrounding the hospital? Is that happening? And are you conducting an operation in that area? I know you said in the past, uh, Colonel, that you don't target hospitals and that sort of thing, but you've also said and others have said with the IDF that sometimes the hospitals and these kinds of civilian facilities are used by Hamas uh, for their operations. And so is there, an op is there an IDF operation going on in that area to find them in and around that facility, that hospital? Yeah, our troops are definitely nearby. We have uh, troops that have approached that area from various locations. We have to understand that the viewers who may not have been following or just joining uh, the, the Shifa uh, compound is indeed a hospital, but underneath are layers and layers of Hamas military activity that they have established underneath the hospital, whereby they are using the hospital for military needs, which is a war crime. It's against the Geneva Convention. They are endangering the uh, protected status of the hospital by doing so. And what we have done, first and foremost, in, is to inform 
the Palestinians and also the world that we know that Hamas is using the hospital for military purposes. We know that it is full of Hamas combatants that are seeking shelter and trying to hide away from our forces underneath the hospital. That is also one of the reasons why we are trying to evacuate it, because we don't want Hamas to continue to use these people as their human shields in the future. I mean, that sounds like a, a very difficult and complicated operation that you're trying to undertake then. Um, what happens to the hospital at the end of all of this? Is, does the IDF seek to control it, take it over? I mean, if you have to get at uh, Hamas uh, terrorists who are hiding inside uh, tunnels underneath the hospital, one would think at some point you have to take over the hospital or take over the area around that hospital. Is that something that you're seeking to do? Well, I agree with you totally that it is a very complex situation and one that we would rather not find ourselves in. But ever since October the 7th, we are in this situation where we have to fight inside Gaza and we have to strike Hamas wherever they are hiding, underneath civilians, in their tunnels, and also underneath hospitals. And our aim is to dismantle all of Hamas military infrastructure. And Hamas has embedded a significant portion of their military capabilities, specifically under Shifa. And it is our aim to dismantle all of their military capabilities. I cannot go into further details about what, when, and where will be done. I can say that it would be best for everybody involved, including those who will need the hospital the day after the war, for Hamas to come out of their hidings and stop abusing civilian infrastructure for military purposes. If they don't, of course, we will have to respond accordingly and implement our military plans. And Colonel, I'm sure you saw this, uh, that the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, and of course, he's a part of the Biden administration, and uh, they've been very supportive of uh, the Israeli government, of the IDF throughout all of this. But the Secretary of State did say uh, in the last day or so that there have been too many uh, Palestinians killed in the uh, Israeli operation in Gaza. What's uh, the response to that? Well, I agree that there are many people that have been killed, and I am sad about civilians that have nothing to do with fighting, who are uh, killed or wounded or displaced by fighting. That is not our goal. And I think that the Israeli government and the military has been very clear and forthcoming that we are not fighting against the civilians. We try to do everything we can to get them out of the battlefield so that we can focus on fighting Hamas. And I think that the, the government and the military, and we're talking, you know, at the military level, we're communicating with our military counterparts. We're not only telling them what we're doing, we're showing them what we are doing and what Hamas is doing, their violations and how they are using the civilians as human shields. And we are showing what we are doing, the measures that we are implementing in order to minimize the damage to civilians. I definitely hope that, you know, th these numbers can calm down. And what we're achieving is basically we're emptying northern Gaza of civilians temporarily, exactly in order to minimize and lower the amount of civilian casualties. That is our aim because we seek that operational freedom to be able to go after Hamas. Uh, and it Hamas is under pressure. You know, they're under pressure now. They're indicating that they're under pressure. There have been reports of them shooting at evacuees and all kinds of uh, efforts by Hamas to stop evacuations in various locations. We understand that they're right. under pressure because they want these civilian casualties. Colonel, to that point, uh, because of uh, the difficulty in, in dealing with 
uh, these humanitarian pauses and opening them up and opening up these corridors and so on. The president of the United States, President Biden, did say in just the last couple of days that he thinks that these pauses need to be longer. Are you open to that? Longer pauses? Yeah, you know, already on the ground, these pauses, they have an effect on our combat um, rhythm and the ability to conduct our missions. Because, you know, when you apply pressure on your enemy, you want that pressure to be relentless. And the fact that we stop during many hours of the day has a price for us, a combat price. Uh, what we already have done, also responding to those requests and statements made by the president and others, is to add hours. It started with four hours, and now it's five. Maybe it will be expanded more. We added another route, right? It was only the central route, and now we've opened up a northern route as well along the coast, Al-Rashid Street, in, in addition to Salah Adin. So we are definitely listening. We're definitely trying to find good ways of evacuating civilians to minimize the effect on them while still doing what we need to do. And this is important. We're not in Gaza for the, for the amusement of it. We are there because we are fighting Hamas. They need to be dismantled. Otherwise, we won't be able to live safely in southern Israel. And we need to get our hostages back. No, I, and I understand that, and, but you brought up hostages. One of the items that has been discussed in all of this is, and you're probably aware of this, there are multiple parties involved in these kinds of talks, that the longer the humanitarian pauses, potentially, that could lead to the release of hostages. There have been negotiations going on to that end. Are you open to that? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that that uh, is the correct working assumption. I think that what Hamas is trying to do, both its internal leadership and its uh, overseas or external leadership, they're basically trying to play for time and they're trying to force Israel through international pressure while using the hostages, the poor women, children, babies and elderly people that they've been holding for uh, more than 36 days. They're using them as leverage in order to get the IDF to back off and relent in our military pressure. Uh, I think that Israel has been clear. There won't be any kind of ceasefire before we get hostages back. Talking can be done. That's all fine. But there needs to be continuous pressure on Hamas. That is the only thing that is effective. And by the way, maneuvering on the ground, creating that kind of friction on the ground between us and enemy forces creates intelligence and creates other opportunities that hopefully we will be able to leverage in order to get our people home. Okay, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Jonathan Conrigus, thank you uh, once again for your time. We appreciate it this evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me.